Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to talk to you today from the subject, a technique that does the trick. And remind you also that I don't let my subject interfere with what I have to say. A bit of definition for a moment. Let's define the word technique. Technique, a method of accomplishing a desired aim. A method of accomplishing a practical purpose. Technique, a method of accomplishing a practical purpose. So today I'm going to talk about a method and methods of achieving and maintaining health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and money. And of course we're always talking about this because the science of living, as we call it, is a technology of living. And we're constantly giving you practical ways and means of accomplishing your good aims. I want to share with you this subject from a success idea by the same name, a technique that does the trick. And I want to talk about the success idea for just a moment. Everything in your life comes from the ideas in your mind. And you're never going to get any further in life than the ideas in your mind. And each month I publish what I call a spoonful of positive ideas for you to feed to your mind, to nourish it, so that it will be strong in achieving the purpose that you desire. A success idea can take anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes to read. But when you take this extra time each day to read and to study and to contemplate, upon a powerful idea, it will make a difference in your life. Because again, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In this success idea, technique that does the trick, I refer to a very interesting technique used by a very rich and successful man, the way he begins his day. I didn't name him in the success idea, but I'll tell you who he is now. It's W. Clement Stone. And he uses the term PMA, positive mental attitude. And it is said that he begins his day every day by saying, I feel good, I feel great, I feel terrific. And I'm sure that if some purely intellectual people were to hear a grown man, a business executive, a multimillionaire going around shouting, I feel great, I feel good, I feel terrific, they'd probably say, well, you know, maybe we'd better commit him. He's old and senile. But more than that, for years, Mr. Stone, in his organizational meetings and salesmen's meetings, he would teach his sales staff and his organizational people to sing that old Sunday school song, I feel the joy, joy, joy down in my heart. And all of this which I'm explaining is the technique by which one pumps up his feelings. And may I say to you that you should make it a practice every day and especially in the mornings to pump up your feelings. Whatever you can do to lift up your feeling nature will lift up your entire experience of life. I want to repeat it again. Whatever you can do to lift up your feeling nature will lift up your entire experience of life. If listening to a particular piece of music makes you feel better, that too is a spiritual mental technique. 
So many times, you know, people divide between the so-called spiritual and the secular without really understanding the mind science behind things. And may I say to you, whatever is good and right, and it does not hurt you, and it does not harm anyone else, but it helps you to lift up your feeling nature, that is a good spiritual technique. Wherever people get together and rejoice, that's good. That's a good spiritual mental technique for lifting up your feelings. And of course, this is really the meaning in the Bible where Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. You see, the serpent crawls on its belly, and the belly represents the feeling nature. And you should not go through life crawling on your belly. In other words, with your feelings low. Feeling low. And you remember, for the healing of the people, Moses was instructed to make a brazen serpent and hold it up. And everyone who would look up would be healed and would live. Again, as I said, it really means that we're not to go through life crawling in our feeling nature, but we are rather to lift up our feeling nature, to lift up our hearts, to lift up our minds, to lift up our emotions. And we are to do those things which do not harm us and which do not harm anybody else which help to lift up our feeling nature. You've got to learn how to be high on happiness. Their wonderful television minister in this area preached a sermon, I believe, once on television. That was the title of it, How to Be High on Happiness Every Day. So every day you should ride a mighty high. You should lift up the serpent. Lift up your feelings. Again, that beautiful psalm bespeaks this when it says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. And whatever makes you feel low, like a serpent crawling on its belly, you should leave it alone and lift up your feelings. You should not even go back into your past and think upon those bad experiences in the past that make you feel low. Stop thinking about that dirty deal that that SOB did you last year. It makes you feel low. Be careful how you read that newspaper. For God's sake, don't listen to that news before you go to sleep. That 11 o'clock news will give you a lethal dose of bad vibration. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should live. Again, to define the technique that I'm talking about, it's a technique of lifting up your feelings. You know, I told you that... Life meets you like you meet life, you see, and you should meet life with a feeling of joy, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of the expectation of good. You know, some of you are like Brother Job. Sometimes in preaching on Job, the fundamentalist minister would use the subject, why do the righteous suffer? In other words, that's what they're trying to find. Why do good people suffer? And as I've told you, and it bears repeating here, you can be morally straight, but mentally crooked, and you'll suffer. You can be morally and ethically straight and correct, but if you do not know how to positively relate to your emotions, the processes of your mind, you will suffer. And this is what happened to Job. I wondered what happened to him too. 
And then I listened to him. As I told you, when people talk to me now about whatever their problem is, this is why I don't talk to, I don't have long sessions talking to people about their problems anymore. In the first place, within the first few seconds, I can tell what, why they're having those problems. And one of the reasons they're having those problems is because they think about them and talk about them. And when you think about your problem all the time and talk about it all the time, this feeds it. It gets bigger and eats you up. I listened to Job. And I heard him say, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. So that's what got Job, the thing. So he didn't even know what the hell it was. <laughs> Just like some of you, you don't know why the hell you feel so bad. But you're going around crawling on your belly, feelings dragging in the dirt. Go to the psychiatrist for 10 years and pay him umpteen thousand dollars. He still doesn't know. And these psychiatrists, they have to find some techniques also, you know, to throw off that stuff you put on them. I can tell you a little about this. It's been, it's been my pleasure to share with the psychiatrists at Harvard Medical School, Department of Psychiatry in Boston. One of my friends, a psychiatrist, told me that at their last convention, the psychiatrist drank more liquor than any convention in the history of that hotel. I won't tell you what city and what hotel. Now, that technique is not a technique that works. That's not the one that I'm talking about. That's not the technique that I'm recommending to you today. You should not have to depend upon alcohol and drugs to get your mighty high. Because when you do depend upon these things to get your mighty high, you haven't found the real thing yet. Because when you really find the real thing, the presence, the power of God within you, that is the highest high. Job said, the thing I greatly fear has come upon me. Why are some people so fearful? Why are they feeling dragging the ground? Some of them don't know. It's just a thing. Why do you feel so bad? I don't know. Your expensive psychiatrist, he doesn't know. You just feel bad. You have to learn how to lift up your feelings, to lift up your emotions. You should learn to practice every day pumping up your feelings. Ask yourself this question, and it's important. What do I feel that I should be like at certain ages? I want you to write that down. I want you to really study that. What do I feel that I should be like at certain ages? You've got to watch these feelings again. And where did you get these ideas and feelings? Where did I get these ideas and feelings about what I should be like at various ages? And again, I want to warn you that just certain things you shouldn't always be saying and telling people. You keep telling people, I am 35. And you keep on going, I am 60. I am 65, and then people project all these things onto you. Just like when people say to me, what sign are you? For God's sake, don't ever tell that. <laughs> you see, that's why I told you, you know, people say, well, Reverend Ike, don't tell me I thought up all these negative things on myself. I didn't think this. I didn't think up this rheumatism. No, the world mind already have these cut and dry negative thoughts ready for you. You see, if you're a Libra, you know, you've got it all cut out for you. 
<laughs> you don't have to think that up. If you under so-called under the sign, if you mentally put yourself under the sign of Libra, it's all fixed for you. And people say to me, Reverend Ike, what's your sign? I say, the dollar sign. In the world mind, in the body of world thought, there are already certain definitions ready-made for you before you got here. And this is the meaning of the scripture, born in sin and shaped in iniquity. It means that you were born into a world of negative ideas and you permitted these negative ideas to shape your destiny. But do not permit your feelings about yourself to be determined by world thought. Lift up the serpent. Lift up your feeling nature. Don't go through life crawling upon your belly. And I may say that many more times in the next few minutes before this is over because it's very important. A lot of people may poke fun at this technique of pumping up one's feelings by saying, I feel good. The real intellectual people ask it all the time. Well, Reverend, how can I say I don't feel good if I don't feel good? Yes, that is really the time you ought to say, I feel good. I feel great. I feel terrific. Before I thought of this as a technique, I remember one morning in South Carolina, I just woke up and for some reason, you know, just a blue mood. Phonograph was right beside the bed and I had a good shouting gospel record there. And I slapped it on the turntable and turned it up and just made one leap out of bed and started dancing. And that was a technique that did the trick. So you can turn on the radio early in the morning, hear all of these wonderful speakers giving you a charge to begin your day. God bless all of those wonderful ministers and programs. You know, whatever turns you on, find something that turns you on that doesn't hurt you and doesn't hurt anybody else. And let that be your technique for pumping up your feelings. Find somebody that turns you on. I think that each person in any kind of relationship should be benefited, should be blessed. I think that there should be a great giving and receiving in every relationship. And don't hang around too long with these people who are always pulling your charge and not giving you a charge back. All right. Some of these things may sound strange, and the purely intellectual may poke fun at some of these homespun techniques. But this practice of pumping up feelings has made many men successful and rich and prosperous and will do the same for you. I use the terminology here, the trick. And here is the trick. Whatever you feel about yourself deep within your heart, your subconscious mind, you can and will be do and have. Feeling is the trick. But be sure that you never use your mind power to think, wish, or feel evil toward yourself or another. Because your ill feelings toward another will get you first. You have to be careful how you relate to your feelings. Another thing, and let me ask you this. Do you rule your feelings or do your feelings rule you? Don't answer out loudly. Write it in the first person. Do I rule my feelings or do my feelings rule me? That's a good point where I can make a pitch for Reverend Ike's sermon. Tell your feelings how to feel. 
Tell your mind what to think. Tell your feelings how to feel. Tell your body how to react. Do I rule my feelings or do my feelings rule me? Do you just sit down and accept whatever feeling that comes along to you? If you are, you're in trouble. Decide how you want to feel. Decide what you want to feel. And manipulate your feelings in that way. Spend time with people who are of a happy disposition. If there's some sad facts in your life, try to cheer them up. If they won't let you cheer them up, leave them alone. The old saying is, misery loves company. And you know, those people who are always feeling bad, they'll even feel worse if you won't feel bad with them. You don't love me because you won't feel bad with me. It has been correctly said, if you feel right about yourself, you can do anything. Let me give you this early morning question. How do I feel about myself today? More than that, let's make it an instant question. How do I feel about myself right now? Let's say that loudly. How do I feel about myself right now? Underline feel. How do I feel about myself? Don't answer out loudly. This is to be handled in the counsels of your own mind. And as a matter of fact, I think you should ask yourself that question several times a day. How do I feel about myself right now? Because the results that you will achieve are in your present attitude, in your present feeling, in your present disposition. The results that you will achieve in life are just as certain as your feeling about yourself. That's why we call this science. Because it is a knowing. As I said last week, we are not dealing here with blind faith or dumb luck. This is science. This is why it has been called by various names such as science of mind, a mind science, a science of living, a science of self-awareness. Because if you know how you feel about yourself, you also know the results that you're going to achieve. If you want to know your fate, if you want to know your future, your fate, your future are just as... Remember, all I'm offering is the Peace to the gods. Welcome to 
Everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Ideen L, here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. I hope everybody's doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Um, you know, everything's going great. Um, life's good. Uh, prosperity is good. It's good. You know, I have to keep reminding myself to stay in peace because people will take you. Well, they won't take you. They can't. It's impossible for people to take you out of your peace. What it is, you allow them to take you out of your peace by the things they say they do or situations pop up and we we look at them and we say, that's a problem. And we look at it and say, he or she is a problem. We have to continuously remind ourselves that it's not them that's the issue. It's how we are reacting to it that's the issue. And that's not to say, you know, people who constantly come up with their negative problems and issues and uh, want to make it your own, you don't cut that off, you know, because people will do that. They'll use you. You know, you'll help as much as you can. And they'll uh, take advantage of that. And then when you don't, when you say you're not going to help them, they start to get mad and want to you know, point the finger at you like you're the issue. See, people like that, you have to cut off. You know, that reminds me of something I said. Whenever you are dealing with people and you're you're offering your assistance or you're getting assistance, make sure you're getting well compensated for it. Because no good deed goes unpunished. You know, a lot of people, oh, you should do this. No, don't do it. Because people should pay for the truth. You know, there's a scripture that actually says that. You know, there's people who claim, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I know the Bible. Where does it say that? Okay, let's go to Proverbs chapter 23. And it says here, number 23. It's, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 23, verses 23, coincidentally. It says, buy the truth, B-U-Y, and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. So it says, you should invest in the truth. You should buy it. You see what I'm saying? You should look for it. What do you mean by do not sell it? You know? Well, you know, that's the question. Oh, well, I'm not supposed to sell it, but I, I'm supposed to buy it. How does that work? How does that make sense? If this will confuse you, what do they mean by do not sell it? Do not sell part of it. You sell, when you give it, you have to give it all. Because some people will give you little bits and pieces of the truth. And, and you got to go and pick up the breadcrumbs of it. But you should invest in your knowledge and understanding. 
like me, I'm buying stuff all the time. I paid $500, just about $500 for a Bible, just so that I can, um, you know, see what the original King James Version says versus what how it's written today. So I could, you know, I've been telling people all along that this guy you've been calling Jesus all this time is not really Jesus. It's, it's not even the true name of the man that worked, walked there. It's Yash, Yeshua. And other parts of that story is not all the way together true. But, you know, they came up with another scenario to add to it to make you see things a certain way. So let me get back to what I'm saying. Compensated for your time and your efforts, because people will, and eventually, everybody I've done it for, eventually they don't appreciate. They take it for granted, like you're supposed to do things for them. Now, you could apply this method, technique to the people in your own home. I don't care who it is. Make them invest in what you're doing. Because people think, well, that's my husband, that's my wife, that's my girlfriend. That's my... I'm, you're supposed to just automatically hear. They won't appreciate it. They're the worst ones. Make them invest in it. Make them work for it. This way they will value what you're doing. Too, too many of y'all are trying to take husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, sons, daughters along with you. And they're not, they not ready. They're not ready to come. Your, fam- your real family are the ones who connect with you, align with you in the ideals that you want to have in your life. And so many people identify with ideas in their mind that come from other sources, you know, with mom and daddy told, you know, hey, mom and daddy said do it this way. That's the right way. We all know that that's not true. We've been taught a, a form of Christian a form of religion that hasn't worked for us for centuries. Yet, a lot of us hold these ideals to be the end of all. Some of us even allow opportunities for prosperity to pass us by because we have ideals in our minds that say, no, I don't really like it like that. Or that's not so you stay broke because you have these ideas. Where did you get the idea from? Who told you that that was wrong or right? Is it your idea? Or why are you making that decision? Because you're afraid of how you look? Just like most you know, most people are following and doing certain things because they don't want to look different. Or, you know, they use, I don't want to offend other people. You know, you know. right now the government is giving us medical advice. You got to wear a mask everywhere you go. <laughs> we know it's unhealthy. Everybody, most people I talk to about it know it's a bunch of BS, but they do it anyway. You know? I'm even guilty of it at times. Doing stuff because I just don't want to be bothered with the activation. Of it all. We you know I had to think about it. You know, we got to be strong. 
especially in this day and age, because they're going to keep coming with more stuff for us to follow and do. Like, today, helping a friend out uh, with the new home purchase, uh, about education system, how the education system doesn't want free thinkers. They want order followers. They want people to do as they say. If it's right or wrong, just follow the instructions. They don't want children to be free to express themselves, express their ideals, you know, the ideas they have inside of them. Because there's a scripture that says, be like these little children and um, then you can enter to the kingdom of heaven. Why? Children are close, closer to God than adults are because adults have been contaminated by such garbage throughout their life that they're so far from the true essence of themselves or the true divinity <clears throat> excuse me, of themselves that they can't see them see their way through. But children if you give she what she was saying was if you give children the opportunity to make their own decisions, you you'll see how they are. You could see how was it put? They will surprise you how smart and how intelligent children really are. Gee, a lot of these children could will make us look silly with some of the things they say. You know, I got two small grandchildren, and some of the things that come out of their mouth will be like, wow. But we have to learn to cultivate those, that that uh, that light that they have inside them. That 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 uh, there's a word I want to use. That intelligence. We have to cultivate it. We have to not try to shut it down. No, don't do that. Let it let it open. Let it open. Let it out. And watch, and you see, uh, greatness come from small children. With that being said. That segues into we most likely will have another host, one who is a special expert on um, homeschooling. And uh, on helping parents educate their own children properly. Also an expert on what parents' rights are when it comes to their child's education and the questions that they need to ask whenever they're entering their child into an institution of learning. This person has many years of experience. So we talked about it today. So we haven't, I think Sunday will be the day. You know, that's not set in stone, might be. But I think Sunday most likely is the day. You know, how long so a show, a show or so on education. And this is a, a big opportunity for all of you people who want to not send your children back to school to be under these oppressive rules that they're about to implement, social distancing, wearing masks. And even if you're not, you know, you're going to send your child to these institutions, you still need to be armed with the knowledge of how to educate your child and what to expect from food who are educating the child. You know, uh, she is so knowledgeable to the fact that I personal knowledge. So 
how she works. Because she even knows how to set up the room perfectly for your child to have a uh, optimal uh, learning experience. And uh, so if all of you guys are interested in that, uh, I'll announce it when the show, uh, the first show, I'll announce it. You know, once we lock it all in, got a website, materials for you to purchase, got, uh, you know, webinars that's going to be put on <clears throat> to, to give you guys the the knowledge that you need to be able to educate your children because you're going to need it because if you haven't noticed, the school system has failed all of us. The reason why a lot of us are in the position and on this show right now today because we received bad education from the compulsory education system us, but it was good education for the powers that be, because the education system was designed to teach you how to follow order, but not to educate you. Nothing else. It's only for to teach you how to be a good mask wearer, (laughs) a good rule follower, to listen to quote unquote authority. That's it. And if you, you know, I know some of y'all got degrees and all of that, but I mean, when you really look at that degree you have, a lot of y'all are working next to people with degrees. Most people are. And most people are working fields that don't even connect to the degree that they went to school for. You know? I worked alongside someone in a bookstore who had a PhD. Ex-military, ex-air pilot. pilot. He's at a bookstore working. You know, where anybody can get a pretty much get a job if you know how to book in alphabetical order. And and that's that. You know, I worked at the uh, World Trade Center. I worked around a lot of people with degrees, and they used to brag about their education after this school, after that. I want and all this knowledge that they had, but on that trade floor, none of that knowledge mattered because n- you can't go to school to a regular school and learn how to work the stock market or work the commodities. Thing. There's no, there is not a school that's best. You know, you could take classes. That people, you know, you know, outside institutions that give you a class for so many months or weeks to train you how to, you know, speculate on stocks or commodities. But they, the, the only real training you get in a field like that is uh, on the job training, like I did. I told y'all my story. I walked off the street <laughs> and got that job. Didn't even finish high school yet. You know, I had to go. I got a GED a couple of years later, but I'm sitting there working with all these people with paid hundreds of thousand dollars for their education, and so in most cases, I was making more money than they were because you know people coming in. A lot of guys came in as interns, or they came, you know, to fulfill some type of class requirement, and they were getting paid minimum wage. You know, I was about minimum wage, but. After about a year or so, 
you know, I was making the money that, you know, you know, people only fantasize about. You know, at my age, I was 19 when I started working there. I was 18 going into 19. And I'm making money at 19 that today, right now, some people are not making. And I count on bonuses they used to give me every year. And all I had to do was make sure that the trees that was coming into my clearinghouse were accurate. Something I didn't know, I had to remove it or get account for it. Something I did know, and it wasn't there, I had to go find it and put it there. So I was almost like the uh, police of trades. They called it, the, the title at that time was clearing clerk, clearinghouse clerk or clearing clerk. That's what they called it at that time. Very important job. Because one trade off can mean million dollars in somebody's account. So I was at the age of 19, I was talking to people all around the world internationally. And I'm just, I'm only telling y'all how to show y'all how the school education, is, the education system cheated y'all. I'm just showing you this, right? So at 19, I'm talking to people from Chile. I'm talking to people from uh, um, the UK. What other country I had to talk to someone? Um, um, there's, there's a few others. I can't remember them all. But I remember Chile because the guy was so nice. Most of the people I talked to were nice people. They would, hey, money's missing. I need this fixed by the end of the day. You, you, you call me back when it gets done. That's the type of way they talk to me a lot of times. But this one guy, I never forget him to this day. He was, hey, uh, I keep uh, missing this trade. He had an accent. I can't do his accent. You know, missing this trade. I know I know it's busy down there. Can you, can you fix this and then as soon as possible? And then update me once it's done. So I, I, you know, of course I made him a priority, got it fixed, told him what the situation was, and we took me on the phone probably another 20 minutes. He's telling me about his family, how we did play, and all of these things. Never met this man. Never. I don't even know what he looks like to this day. He was just a nice person. So what I'm saying is, I stopped. I I I stopped my education. Right at the 11th grade. I didn't even finish the 11th grade. And I just, all the circumstances why I stopped. I had, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. That was my beginning of my rebellion to religion. Um, and I've been rebelling ever since. But, you know, then it was a need for me to get that diploma because jobs didn't want, you know, I got through with this one job. Showing you how to how energy works. When you really want something, you get it. Nothing will stop you. Not even a degree. Not even a degree. <laughs> Not even rules and regulations will stop you. If you really want something, you will get it. If you put it in your mind that you're gonna have it, you will have it. No matter what. So all these people, well, it's because of this. That's BS. And it's an excuse because I'm a living testimony that rules and records, the, the requirement for to work at Payne Weber was you had to at least have a high school diploma. That was a requirement. And that was at a time when 
technology was strong, so they took six months to do a background check. So you had a job for six months, and they come away, wait a minute, your diploma's missing. And that happened. I got challenged. <laughs> and I said, well, coincidentally, the school that I went to shut down. I said, well, the school shut down. I can't get back I don't know what to do. So my boss, Stanley Capus, was like, oh, you know what? You're just going to chalk it off and check it off. You're a Keep your job. So I went out shortly thereafter and, and, and commandeered me uh, 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 a GED. Meaning I took the test, didn't study for it, passed it, and got a GED. Boom. I'm trying to show you how education education system is a bunch of BS. Because I, you know, 11th grade, 11th grade, went there, opened up the book, took the test, boom, boom, boom. Got, got, I studied. I wasn't studying all that time. It showed. I took 12 years of education. <laughs> the test got it without study. Does that mean that I'm super intelligent? No. What it means is the educational system is a joke. Now, now, of course, I am super intelligent. I'm telling you, you don't have to be super intelligent to to pass that test. You don't have to do any serious studying to pass that test. So you're different. You know how to remember stuff. But isn't that what school taught you? The only thing they taught you was how to remember things. So I used the one thing they taught me and used it to my advantage. First try. I didn't have that. I didn't. Took it, first try, passed. Oh, oh you know, because back then, if the section's wrong, they'll let you keep the stuff you passed and you go back and you retake that section. And you can, I don't know what they're doing now. My say, Akeem, y'all should uh, quit school <laughs> and do something else. Uh, you know, take your kids out of school and teach them something else. What I'm saying is, Teach your children something that they can use now, like how to manage their money, how to start a business, you know, how to, you know, run a business now. If you teach a child very early how to run a business now, and I know it's hard for some of you because you don't have businesses, but y'all could work on that. would be something, that project you could work on together. Y'all can learn together. You'll be surprised how children will help you get further along faster in certain situations, you just let them in on what you're trying to do. Surprise. You know, I, 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 I figured that out with my daughter. Hey, we were trying to figure out stuff. She couldn't get something. I got it. Then I couldn't get something. She got it. So what it shows is working with your children educates you as well while you're educating them. But we got to feed them the right information. The right information about spirituality. What is this, what's the right information about spirituality? That no one else can tell them who God is or not. Not even mama and daddy. They have to find the God in themselves. They have to look for God within themselves. That's the only place they're going to ever find it. To know God, they must know themselves. I don't care. Y'all can keep subscribing to this invisible guy in the sky, invisible guy in hell. Y'all can keep subscribing to that mess. But people sit out for centuries and got them nowhere but where we are right now today. Y'all, if you keep thinking God is out to get you, if you don't listen, 
and it's about his will and what he wants and all of this, that, and the other. Y'all can keep subscribing to that. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to be the same the last 100 years. You're going to be doing, doing it again 100 years more. But unfortunately, that system is dead. It's dying. It's gone. Church is not going to be the same anymore. So I tell you, you know, religious folks, because y'all been out of church for so long, some of y'all are used to it and said, what the hell is it for? And that's a good question. Because now you're questioning, you know, your rare, your, your foundation and, and want to make some changes. You see? So, yeah. I'm looking forward to this new show. You know, if everything works out, I'm really looking forward to it. That's going to be beneficial for all you people who really want to self-educate your children and take your kids out of that oppressive uh, regime, which is called the education system of America. It's oppressive. You talk about communism in this country, but schools are the most communistic place you could ever see in your child because what is it, what is it all about? Discipline and following rules. A kid that has the original thought, he's a problem. They see gets sent to the dean's office. You know? You're designed to keep moving and explore. And you sit them in that environment. That's what we're talking about today. You have them in that environment where they got to sit still. And the teacher is more focusing on the child sitting still and listening than actually learning something. Or even... The teacher trying to figure out how do I get this teach this child to learn? You know what makes this kid tick? And simple things. You know, children have a lot of issues, right? So she was telling me how she the school let her buy a little small trampoline, nothing that can hurt them, and put something and put them to hold on just to release some energy, and that fixed the whole fidget problem. Yes, it was under you know direct supervision. But instead of trying to work against the child's nature, how about working with the child's nature? That's what success is. That's what anybody, you work with someone's nature. All right, that's enough preaching for me. I'm not going to have a long show today because I was on the road helping out um, um, with some things. So, one thing a lot of y'all are hearing things about this is a whole nother subject about trust and putting property in trust. I have first hand knowledge of property in this trust. Because I've been very close to a situation. I see how it works. I see the pitfalls. I see the ups and the downs. And I'm telling y'all that if that information y'all got some years back is all wrong. It was all guesswork and innuendo and I'll teach you, but I ain't did it myself. Information. So, yeah. I've seen a house going to a trust. I've seen insurance being done with the trust. I've seen cars with the trust. Just simple everyday expenses being done with the trust. I'm my witness seen it. <clears throat> I got my trust all set up. Everything ready to rock and roll. <coughs> Just waiting on a couple. One more thing. And I'm pretty much done. On another topic, some of y'all was on my Instagram page, and I put that declaration of status, property, and obligation. 
by affidavit of Akeem Barber, New Yorker, files in Lamar County. Somebody asked me, and I'm answering it on the air like I said I would. Somebody asked me why I followed in Lamar County. Uh, it was simple. It was the easy place to file. Everybody else was, you know, hell, you know, what is this? And they want to read through it. Lamar County, they do it. Maybe they, maybe Lamar County is supposed to do a lot of this stuff because they're just doing it. You know, it's a one, the document is seven pages itself, six pages itself, and then you have to put your affidavits and your evidence, which is your affidavit birth certificate uh, with with the, uh, which is your affidavit of ownership with it, and also, I have the notary verification page, meaning I had the notary certified on my case. So that was filed along with this six-page document. Now, another question came up. Whoa, let me put it in my case. Let me exist. Let me do that. I tried, I'd already said this several times before, but the person didn't understand what I was saying or didn't want to understand what I was trying to say. You don't put this in your case. You file it on the county records, the register of deeds, uh, and you file these things in the register of deeds, and that's where it stays. It's not something to be put in the case. Now, if I was to use it for anything like that, I would send these types of documents outside of the case as a pri- private correspondence between myself prosecutor and judge outside the case. I would not actually file these into the case. The reason why we have been getting a lot of pu- lot of pushback, listen carefully. So you were told to do, I know there was a time we were doing uh, affidavit of denial of U.S. citizenship. It was very, I can't deny that. But then it came a time where it got pushback. A lot of it. And I'm noticing what problem is we're taking private documents and putting them on public records, like into cases, actual cases. And I'm learning that you can't do that. That's also missing public with private. So if you're trying to settle a matter privately outside of the courtroom, you kind of got to do it the way I've been doing you know, send a private correspondence to the project. Hey, this is going on, blah, blah, blah. Here's who I am. This is what I got going on. Then the prosecutor is more apt to work with you and let everything go. You're not putting him on front street. Because now the case, all of that's in the case, and now I'm going to let him with this stuff. Huh, I have won a lot of cases just in the background. And what I will do, you know, you know, I'm going to let them know what my proper name. And speaking of that, right there, by the way, before I finish this, if you've got questions, put your hands up. All right. Oh, and then I'll take your call. Oh, I have taken. Hang on one second. Let me check something. Um, I have taken, um, you know, I, I, let me see. Let me get my thoughts together. 
couple of weeks ago, I did a show on a guy who had a child support issue. I actually read part of his case on the air. So I simply budded. Let me see if I can find the document. The assumption of the all caps. I just simply did that. Um, let me see. Find it here. Open recent. Here it goes. All right. Now, they were trying to say he owed all his child support. They wanted to modify the arrangements. And um, and he was kind of behind the eight ball because he didn't respond on time. But I said it's never too late to challenge jurisdiction. Remember that. It's never. You can challenge jurisdiction at all times. So in the case, they have the case captioned as the all caps, which we know is the in legis. For some of you people that are new, I'll just do you the courtesy and read that. In legis. Definition. That's ENS. Some people say legis, but it's in legis. Uh, a creature of law, an artificial being as contrasted with a natural person. So it's a creature of law. So the name that they're using is a creature of law. It's not really, it's in contrast to the natural person. So I simply responded, because you had to respond, by saying, response and objection to suit, modification of support order, motion to confirm support of errors. This was the attorney general coming in for the uh, his ex to increase the child support and enforce the arrearages. Now, the brother is not a deadbeat. He just got behind because he lost his job. He was out of work for two years. But, you know, child support keeps going. And a lot of guys don't know that you can go in and modify the support when your income changes, goes down. They modify it when it goes up. You can also modify it the other way. A lot of people just don't know. That's a simple remedy. When I was my first son, when I lost my job, I went to them and said, I'm not working anymore. Uh, and they adjusted. They actually suspended it for six months. So that then I stopped, a real stopped. And when I found out, they, you know, I ate a resume. They do that. But see, y'all don't know because you guys take that one order and y'all run with it and y'all listening to people in the street on what you can and can't do. How I find out this and this, I wasn't even into this information at that time. I was about 22, 23 when all of this went down, right? But I asked questions to the people, okay, what happens when I lose a job and I can't pay this? They said, well, you just got to go in for a modification. How do I do the modification? Oh, just do this. You just file this paperwork. Boom. They set a date. You go to court and you tell them. Boom. It It was very simple. I did a lot of asking of questions. All right. Once again, this is how I reported it. And I'm gonna I haven't told you what the results of this yet. I'm gonna tell you it was positive. Response and objection to suit modifications for order, motion to confirm support of the rivers. I'm doing this again for the sake of someone. Uh brother called me last week. He couldn't say he didn't hear me read all of this on the air. And I did. Y'all know I read it. Uh, whoever was listening that day 
So I'm going to do it again. I'm showing y'all how to respond to stuff. See, before I sell y'all stuff, I always give it to you on the air. Very few things I don't read on the air. Like I won't give you this, this declaration of status property obligation will not be for sale. Okay. Now, oh, it's not. It's never going to be for sale on my website ever. At this point, no. But I can show you how to get it and what to where to get it and who, what to do with it. All right, I'll do that. But I'm not going to have it on my website for sale. Most of the people that probably would get this will be in my private memory. This is this is information of the highest order. It's not it's not going to just be given to anybody. All right, because I I don't want it getting convoluted, messed up. All right, here it is. Comes now, his name, first, middle, last, with all of the first letters capitalized. That's the real name in, that you're dealing with. An American national, but not a citizen of the United States, files an answer to above-mentioned student moment. One, now I'm answering every, there's 14 lines or 14 allegations. And you have to assume that everything's an allegation, even though he resides at this address. That's an allegation, and you got to respond to that. He wears a red cap. That's an allegation. You have to respond. So you got to, if they have numbered paragraphs, you got to number your responses accordingly to their paragraphs. And as a uh, as a word of caution, uh, this is not legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just uh, uh, I'm just here ministering lawful information. So if you want to hire a lawyer, they got plenty of them in the phone book or on the internet, uh, places you can call. Them. But I just got to say that. Uh, here we go. Number one, admit it based upon information belief. So number one, that means you agree to whatever that statement was. Okay. Two, deny. This court lacks jurisdiction over. His name, but I have his name in proper form, not in caps, not in legis. Number three, admitted based upon information belief. Because whatever that statement was, it was true. And there was no denying it. Then four, denied. This was the his ex-wife's name. So I put first, middle, last, up and lower is the proper name, not first, middle, last, in all in legus a nobody. I made it clear a distinction. Then number five, denied. Denied. Now it comes to the name. First, middle, last, upper, lower is my proper name, not first, middle, last in all caps. Okay. In legus nobody. This lacks jurisdiction over first, middle, last, upper, lower. Now, you know, I have to say this again. Don't write and lower on your paperwork. That's just for a description purpose. What I did two weeks ago. Six, denied based upon information and belief. This court lacks jurisdiction over the name again. Upper and lower. Seven, denied based upon information and belief. This court lacks jurisdiction over the name again. Upper and lower. Denied based upon information and belief. This is number eight. I just keep repeating myself like a broken record. Nine, denied this court last jurisdiction over his name. Denied based upon information belief, this court last jurisdiction. I 
I keep doing the same thing over. Like, I can't. Why do you keep doing the same? How come you don't have 100 pages here? The more information, send this, do this, add this. I have a, 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 a passionate and frustrating disagreement with somebody over this because they wanted to add some extra stuff to it, you know, another 11 or 14 pages to, to this. To, to win their argument. And what I want y'all to understand, the more you add to stuff, the more questions it raises that you have to answer. So the less you give them, the more it is. I don't know how many times I got to tell y'all that. Some people send me stuff and it'll be like a book. Do y'all really think these judges are reading our stuff? No, he's not. He's sitting there, he looks at it, he glances it, puts it down, and waits for y'all to talk in the courtroom. And if your paperwork is right, won't have to do too much talking. The other side will do every all your work for you. That's how it's happened with me, and that's how it happens mostly for people that I deal with that follow my instructions to the letter. You know, I mean, what do you mean about that? Oh, you, you kind of control them. I, they want to add their own ideas. I said, well, you paid me, or you came to me for advice on the exact thing to do it based on my previous experience. What I know works. What you're talking about, I know it works. So I'm not going to endorse that. Now, I'm I'm so adamant about that. I won't even take your money if you want to add other crap to what I put in. You're going to do that? Go do what you plan on doing. Don't use my stuff. Because what will happen is when it don't work, they're going to say the whole thing didn't work. Nah, go do it. Go do it. Somebody tried to offer me some money today, and I said, no, I don't want it. I don't even want to work with you. Because months, I'm talking months of hard-headedness and um, just doing whatever. They even got locked But because I wouldn't bow down, now I'm this, I'm the bad guy. No, I'm not the bad guy. You got to put your foot down. Okay, number 10. Denied based upon information of belief, this court lacks jurisdiction over his name. 11, same thing. 12, 13, 14, all denied, the same thing. The same. I just was like, a, then I said, conclusion. This court lacks personal jurisdiction over is the name. The name that is subject of this suit is his all cap illegal. I am not. First, middle, last, in all caps. Wherefore, first, middle, last, up and lower, but not the all caps. In Vegas, asked the court to postpone all decisions until proper personal jurisdiction is established. And guess what happened with the court? He didn't have to say much or nothing. Prosecutor said, Your Honor, I need to postpone this till I can give a proper response to this. Now, let me tell you how powerful this is. He was already out of time because he got, got served them back right before COVID, like February. He had to go to court in March, then COVID jumped off. So he had supposed to have an answer in way back when. Although they shut down the courts for people to come in, they were still filing paperwork. Stay with jurisdiction. Stop with all of the BS. That other stuff. It's a waste of time. They don't have jurisdiction over 
your proper name. But they do have jurisdiction over the all caps, the one that they created, their creature of law. Fiction. That's why they have to attach you to that. And if they don't attach you to it, they can't do anything. You adapt. Now they have to rebut that that name is the same as the other one. Or not to say they have to rebut that. How are they gonna do it? Yeah, the catch twenty two. Now they're gonna come with some shenanigans and all kinds of other stuff. That's why right now I, I'm having him file some you know what? He don't even have he's in the beginning stage, he don't have nothing else for record. No passport, nothing. But this worked. And I tried to explain it to somebody. I said, Listen, I got good news. I got this 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 what you need to do. But they wanted, oh no. And then I said, No, don't do it. Then they kept pushing. Oh, come, come. then I said, you know what? Do it your way. And I said, and I'm not listen. The reason why we are in such a bad position, both men and women, because we don't put our foot down. We don't stand on what we believe in. And I stand on what I believe in. If I'm trying to help you and I'm giving you information that I know works, and you want to add in all your other stuff, do it, but not without my help. You're going to have to do it without my help. And when you come back at me, oh, no, in the world, nope. Nope, it's called being a man, being a man the word. Do not let people take you out of your position. This is why we compromise in other people's bad situations, and then we get frustrated, and we wonder why. Because you allow them to bring their garbage to your doorstep, and then when you try to help them, they still want to put more garbage to the, you know, add more. And then they want to look at you. Now it becomes you're the problem. No, you're the problem. I'm not the one with the problems. Life is peaceful. My life is joyful. I had a great week, you know. So there you go. I read the whole. Answers. I know some of you, well, what do I add this to? Go back and listen to the show at least 10 times. I just gave you a response to just about anything out there that you are faced with. It's mostly everything they're sending you is in the all caps. Everything is in the illegal. It's in the fiction. Everything is out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, with that being said, looks like I got a few calls that want to ask some questions. Try to stay on topic. Any BS questions, I'm going to call it out. So if you got, you know, I might as well uncheck that one. Because I'm not in the mood for that today. <laughs> let's let's be intelligent. Last, last couple of weeks, week ago, so people came on with all that craziness. I'm not about it tonight, okay? So um, let's see who's got something to say out there. Two, five, three, four, seven, six. Peace. How are you? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, peace to the gods. Hey, what's hey, how's going, going on? Okay? Yeah, it's I'm going, going great. Good. How's it going with Everything's you? Everything's good. That's good. good. Yeah, I hope that this is yeah. on topic. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get off topic. If this is off topic, let me know. When Al gets finished with, I mean, when my uh, the EIN numbers arrive, Al can get finished with my other two trusts because he's already finished with one. Isn't it uh-huh. going to be appropriate for me to fill out a non-UCC document with the power of attorney on it, you, with page you, you, numbers you, you, on being recorded. Question uh, for the private membership, Eddie. That's a question for the private membership. Okay. All right. All right. 
we've already talked about that. Go back to your list of things. It's, you got 14 things that got to be done, and the non-UCC is sitting right there on that list. The non-UCC is not on there. Yes, it's on there. It's on that. It's on there. It's there. It is? I know it's there because it's one of the things you got to do is UCC on it. And if you remember in our last meeting, I talked about the UCC and what needs to be done. UCC. Oh, shit. Damn. I'm, I'm sorry. I came. <laughs> I got to apologize. That's number, that's number four. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And we are, you are trust one. You're doing a name change. And then we are there. After, after this, the bond and the John UCC go together.
for one year, you'll have that. So we do the meetings once a month where I go over things, what you need to do. And every now and again, I throw extra stuff. Like in my premium membership, I gave everybody, they, 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 they got the POA to file with it in there. And also I'm going to add that in there. So that's going to be included. The power of attorney that needs to be filed is going to be included in that price too. So that's very important document that needs to be filed. Most likely, I'm going to give everybody this uh, with this declaration of status to go ahead and file that too. But it took, I filed, I sent this thing back in um, right around the pandemic or before the pandemic, and they just sent it back last week. So it's going to take months for it to get filed, but once it gets filed, you're good to go. You have your authenticated birth certificate with the affidavit showing ownership of that BC. Also, you're going to have, you know, just the top part of this document, declaration of status says, I, Akeem of the family borrower, and after a fine, a creation of the supreme creator God, which I always tell you, y'all got to relate it back to God or religious, right? And essay and two jurists have reached the age of majority and discretion. I'm of sound mind, competent to testify, and do hereby affirm the following truths to be the best of my knowledge and belief. A fine is a fine spirit incarnate as man, property and creation of God. There is no proof to the contrary. A fine was born alive on the geographic location, body of land, known as, known as New York, a republic state. There is no proof to the contrary. They have no proof. What they have is assumptions. You assume that you was all of that. And we all know that that was a lie. That's why you get treated that way in the court, because you've been telling lies all your life. U.S. citizen. Oh, I'm the I'm the caps. You know, inadvertently checking these boxes. I'm black. I'm white. I'm all of these things. You've been lying your whole life and didn't even know it. You're none of those. Bring lower. And a fine surgeon, Miss Barber, exhibit they annexed here too and made a party here of. By reference, there is no proof to the contrary. What do you think I annexed to that? The birth certificate. does not consent to be a citizen of the United States, federal U.S. citizen, nor a citizen of any corporate body politic on earth by expressed or implied social contract as such is front to the jurisdiction of the United States. There is no proof to the contrary. Who's going to rebut that? And I can keep reading and reading and reading. Um, a fine does not consent to express or implied contract, trust indentures, trust instruments, implied trust, Bailment agreements and or agreements made either publicly or privately with any natural artificial person hereby terminates all agreements as all previously signed or accepted agreements are signed under threat, the rest in, in confidence or without full disclosure, wherefore a fine hereby declares that implied or express contract null and void. There is no proof to the contract. It's simple. Now, like I said, I'm going to point y'all in the direction of Get this, but I won't be selling it because to be be honest with you, this is not my work that I did. I don't take credit for other people's stuff. But I met a guy; he was a very good guy. He, I got it from him. I paid for it personally. Oh, uh, and I looked it over. I made some changes. I like some of the words. I made a couple of changes to be in line with what I needed. 
But this is stuff you're, that y'all gonna be, you know, gonna need to do. Some it don't have to be done right away, but the power of attorney is something that you must do. Um, ASAP. That's the most important thing. Why is power of attorney is important? Because it shows your relationship between you, the real man, the new man, and that elitist. Shows that you have power of attorney over that estate. Because right now, the government is the assumed power of attorney. All right? All right. Uh, Man, I'm, I thought I had a few more calls. I guess they 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 hung up. Maybe they didn't like thing. So somebody said, so can use this response for pre-existing. Yes, is that that pre-existing child support case. Yes, you can, Jason, because this was a pre-existing. The guy had been in divorce um a few years ago. So then they come up with an order and everything. What they were trying to do was get him for arrears because he hadn't paid in a while because he was out of work. And uh, and asked they were trying to get more money while he was on unemployment. And his sister, you know, his ex was upset because he she couldn't get her more money. The man's on unemployment. COVID hit him hard. Somebody said they are not letting him get in the queue. Where's your number? Oh, uh, hold on. Anybody that's not being able to get in the queue. Uh, just hit me up in the thing, and I, because I, I can see your number. Yeah, they don't want y'all getting this information. It's hot and heavy. Oh, uh, okay, I see you down there. I think that's Marco. Uh, so uh, seven, seven, I'm wondering, because there was a bunch of people, bunch in, the people in the queue, and then they were, and gone. Then they were gone. Seven one seven five 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 one one. Hello, hello. I opened this mic. I hear. I hear. I hear. Mute. Hey, uh, I think that's you, Marco. Call back in and hang up and call back in, and I'll get you. Let me just the call a while. Let's call on seven eight six five nine seven. Hello, I can't. This this Jamie. How you doing today, sir? What's going on? Doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I just wanted to give a good comment as you explained that um, getting the name change is like very very important. As far as not to, not to mix up public and the private, because uh, the points that you are uh, responding to, you keep bringing up the 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 name in its proper form rather than the all caps. So, being that it's it's not it's not you know possible for them to to rebut that because they're gonna have they're gonna they're gonna be um be guilty of doing um um mixing public and private. So they they're less likely right. to do that. That's why they said they needed time to respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to say they're gonna come back with some trickery, but you know I'm preparing him for the trickery now. You know, yeah, I know okay. it was echo. I, I fixed that when I opened up Marco's mic. It was echo way back. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my yeah. um for the power of attorney to come in. So it's been like almost two months now. So I don't know if I need to file again or come back. Would you send it? I think around um either March, no, where either March did you or send it? who did you send it to? I sent it to the county the county clerk. Where at? Court. We're talking about. Oh, oh, Florida, Florida, Miami, Florida. Oh well, that might take some time. You know, like I told you, this last document yeah. I filed took 
four months. I just got it back oh, okay. like last week. When is July? Oh. Like the like the you know, right on July first or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing they, they have to <laughs> they have to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did tell people before they made it uh like official, like around March, somewhere in March. Yeah. I, I was, slow was like right now. They slow. But give us some time. Okay. Now you can go and check their records to see if they're out. Yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just do a search for the all caps name. But no, nothing okay. yet. Um, all right, yeah, that's it for now. I ain't gonna hold it, hold you up too much, too long. All right, all right. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. All right, let's see. Let's try Marco. I know they're messing with your lines. Um. <laughs> peace. Akeem. What's, What's up, going Akeem? on? Peace. Yeah, man, they, they mess, huh. they're messing with the lines, man. There's even times where they, they kick me off. I'm like, man, did I wow. cut the radio station short or no. something? And I called back. I was like, still going. Yeah, you're right. Because sometimes I keep an extra phone so I can kind of mm-hmm. hear what I'm saying. Like, well, what's funny is that when you were talking, when you were talking, they were topping you up. At least on my line it was. <clears throat> what are you? You just, they were topping you up, yep. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't want that. They don't want that information now. Yeah, that's why I take most of the the hardest hitting information, and I take it into the private. You know, Premium. that's yeah. because they can do this live for them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just want to say they that, don't have man. control when I go into private and I do it up, put my stuff to it, and they don't have control over that. So I just gotta no, you know, no, you gotta do it that way. It is what it is. But Akeem, you yeah. to me, you're a genius. I mean, I can tell and I, I can feel that. the spirit. The spirit is strong with you, and I, lo- you know, I can tell when you when you speak, you're speaking the truth, and that's what drew me to you. When we first, you know, when you were with Jonah and all that, and we went to the Chicago seminar, I gave you a present. I didn't give a, I didn't give uh, Jonah a present because you were the one I thought you were the one that was a man. So that's I'm just saying I'm just giving you props. I'm, you appreciate know. you saying that. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. But I, you know what? I told this to someone the other day. Someone I'm very close with. Uh, said this to him. I said if it wasn't for uh, Jonah, I wouldn't be where I am. You know, we have to be thankful for. Yeah, you open the doors for you. To get in there, you know? How they are, how they act. That's they got to deal with themselves, right? But I'm right. thankful for that 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 connection because I wouldn't be talking to you right now. And that's where I'm thankful right. for. So right. we have to realize that we meet people for a reason, and sometimes they're just for a short amount of time mm-hmm. to get in exactly. front of people. To get your message out. Yep. You know and that opened up the path for you, and you, you're you on your own ministry right, right now. Right. You know? Right, right. Well, exactly. I'm going a whole you know, new You know? You grew bigger, just, and you got to go on your own. Oh, this new host that I'm about to put on is going to go in a whole new direction. We're going to cover all of the bases. I'm educating y'all guys on law and how to, you know, you know, navigate these corrupt court systems. This person's oh, yeah. gonna help you navigate your education system for your children. Nice, Teach y'all techniques that you will never get on, you know, in 
any other way. This is a person who has personal experience doing this, and I've seen nice. their success. Nice, with, nice. You know, so, you know, who I highly respect. And they, when they come on, I, I know y'all going to love that, that, the spirit of that person. I know y'all going to love it. Yeah, I, I just want to too. You want to tell them about this for years, oh, how to, you know, what to do and things like that. But what happens is the person has to be in a position and start to really, when they start feeling it, it's just watching the momentum pick up where I really see it now. You know, they mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. I believe that this, when she comes on, that's, you know, millionaire status. That's my mm-hmm. belief. Nice, nice. The idea yeah, I- which trying to do millionaires because right now with the education system where it is and with all of this mass stuff people are going to be wanting alternative solutions oh yeah that's that's a business opportunity right there man right right there and um what you were speaking a little bit what you were speaking i don't want to take up the line too much that what you just spoke about you can take all your creditors to court and basically wipe out all your debt you know yep I'm Boom. telling you, because what are they coming at? Oh, listen, wait a minute, hold up. Because uh, that ain't me. You're at this name. This ain't my name. Exactly. Simple. And also, I want to say thank you again. I want to say thank you again. With that, that Bible is beautiful, man. Oh my God, I'm right. just oh, like I in love with it. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, man. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be a, a, an heirloom. For my kids oh, and their so, kids, oh, you, you know, pass it down. Oh yeah, you, yeah, that Bible. You know, great, beautiful. Thank you. Did it open up your eyes when you looked at it. Yes, it's you a, it up I, like, I, wow. I, this is... Oh, yeah, it got the it broke down the the family tree on there and just the words, like you said, it's it's the authentic word from before they changed all the all the, and all all the wording and stuff like that. And I think it was 1911. Mm-hmm. It's really 1611. Uh, 1611. I mean, and it's huge page is beautiful. But yeah, I just had to say mm-hmm. thank you again. And uh, uh, yeah. you know, peace to your team and your family. Yeah. And um, oh, I you know, I I just give you big props, man. All right. All right. Take thank care, you. Dude. Appreciate you. Thank you. All Always right, uh, pleasure. Uh, what Marco was talking about, I had extra copy of 1611 King James Version of the Bible. He purchased that extra copy. Uh, some of you might wonder, how come I had an extra copy? Well, I bought a copy uh, and um, and I didn't realize it was going to take two months for them to get the book ready. For me. I thought it was available. And I looked, oh man. Then while in my waiting, another copy came available right away. So I bought that copy and um and you know and, and I he took that big that copy from me off my hand. So I have my copy, he have his. Yes, it's an alien type Bible. It's really a collector's version. That's why we would pay four or five hundred dollars for the Bible. It's a collector's thing. It's not something to be read every day. But it does have good information in there. Like for instance, for instance, they show the genealogies of all the peoples, and there's a the genealogy of Terah. 
T-E-R-A-H. Reason why I'm telling you this, because if you watch the last episode, was that the Avengers Endgame? There was a scene where you had Thanos had got one of his daughters and she showed a, a, a hologram of what's his name? Um, not Iron Man, but the other guy. I forgot his name, what they called him. They were trying to get this stone. And when they showed the scene of them in that, that, that hologram, Thanos, one of Thanos' daughter who plays by, what's her name? Sedona, what's her name? Uh, I, I forgot her name, but she's green. She says, Terrence. You know, when she looked at, they were all from Earth, but she said, Terrence. That's the thing. Tara, but if you, Tara is an anagram. It's, if you change the word, it come out to the word Earth, which y'all don't know. Is not the real name of this planet. It's Terra. See, what y'all don't understand, I'm about to drop some really deep science on y'all. Sarah is Terra. And Sarah is not a real person. It's a planet that bore what we know now as name. I know I can't what you say in the Bible is blah, 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 blah. If you go to that Bible and you look at it, it shows you the history of man. And they know it. That's why they reinvented it to distract you from the truth. It actually, what the, the conversation between Abraham talking about his seed and the trust that he created was talking about the genealogy of the earth how man got started here but I ain't gonna I'm not just I know I struck some earth, some of y'all good religious folks <laughs> but if you study some of these ancient books you will see what the truth is none of those characters see I'm taking gloves off those characters are actually real people or metaphors for the history of this planet. I know I teach in a physical, when I teach, I teach you from the language that you speak, the mental language that you speak. So that I can connect with your spirit to show you different things. But Jesus, what we call Jesus today, what we know is Yeshua And I had a pastor who I, I had a pastor who I had A stand up argument in his church Full of people About Jesus and all that We, we were going back and forth in front of everybody About this Now he comes to me Within the last couple of weeks You know what I mean I don't call him Jesus I call him Yeshua See even the past Some of these pastors are waking up to the truth That we've been lied to Manipulated into believing certain beliefs that fit the narrative of white supremacy. Not only does it fit the narr- narrative of white supremacy, it fits the narrative of our own oppression. So some of us are living by ideals that oppress us 
See, we want to say the government is a liar, and they lied about this, they lied about education, but yet we still accept the God that they gave us. It's white Jesus. And we know that that's not the real name because the letter J didn't exist until 500 years ago. And that letter J don't even exist in that King James Bible. It's not there. It's not there. Which every serious innocent pastor has a copy of that original Bible. Taught that in these monasteries, in these religious schools. They're taught the truth about Jesus and his relationship with man. They taught that. I've had one uh, when I was uh, went to go buy some cable supplies to uh, oh, wait a minute. I forgot to. I'm sorry, Jason. I did not. There it is. There's the number you can call if the other one is not working. Okay? Yeah, I see you, 813. I'm going to get you. I got you. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're having trouble with the other number, pressing one, press 425-695-1169. I'm here to tell y'all right now, you've been fed a dysfunctional form of religion. How I know it's dysfunctional? Because look at your lives. It's not where you want it to be. You're not living out your true potential. Now, do I use the Bible as a very tool to, to teach from? I like it. But I also know that they're hiding information. Even the Bible itself told John, eat it up. Eat that scroll because, you know, this is not the time to reveal it. There's other scrolls out there. It's the truth about the history of who you are. <clears throat> if you want to keep holding on to these crazy these ideologies that don't work and keep, you know, right now where we are with this whole pandemic, this fake pandemic, you're going to keep having the same issues. Uh, somebody said, hey, I can't piece I'm completely to you. Trying to get a hold of the body of information, Chase. Could you say what the membership includes again? Well, I'll tell you, instead of saying again, go to my website, email, climb, click the consultation tab, then click, oh, then click, oh, click that. It'll give you the details of what comes with that. All right. Oh, but just to run down, you get the passport process, you learn how to manage your trust. And how to do the 1041s for your trust. It comes with correction of the SS5. Comes with uh, correction of the driver's license as well. That might not be there. All right. Do I cover negotiable instruments? Not really. You know, the only if you want to talk about negotiable, only negotiable instrument you're going to get is off your 1041. Once you process those right and you get that check for your recruitment process. That's the negotiable instrument I deal with. All right, uh, let's go to eight one three four two one. Peace, God. Peace, peace. God, what's going on? Peace. I'm gonna call you. Yeah, King. man. I, I, a lot of us, a lot of us, our people to call us. King. I'm gonna call you King. What's going on, Peace King? <laughs> How you doing, King? I'm doing good, man. <laughs> All right. What, what you got going on tonight? 
Yeah, man. I um got a letter in the mail from child support. Okay. Based oh, on this is okay. Go ahead, tell me what the issue is. So the letter say they're doing a um. Hold on. Amendment notice of a hearing by telephone or video conference. Amendment as oh. to date and time to provide instruction. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, wow. So, okay, let me ask you a question. So you're already on child support. They got a case against you, or this is a new case? No, I'm already on child support. They got a case against me. Okay, so they're trying to amend it. They're trying to get more money is what they're saying. Right. And I read okay. further. Oh. And... Hmm. Okay. You ready for the answer? Yes, sir. Ready? Okay. Now, did you hear what I read earlier this evening? Yes, I heard everything. I heard everything. I just heard okay. now, the webinar this morning. Okay. Now, that webinar is going to be a little bit different than what I just told on tonight. Now, Yeah, I just was hearing now. Okay. Because I did that webinar a couple of years ago, and everything transforms. So that webinar is still good because it's going to show you how to respond. But I basically gave you the answer to that hearing, what they're asking for in the uh, what they want you to do, because that's basically what they were trying to do to him. See, I didn't right. read the action. So I got to go ahead and do my rebuttal off real, right? Yes. So all you got to do is listen to this show. And rebut it exactly how I, you know, like, just get it the way you, yours is and just rebut it. Just like that. That's it. Now, if you wanted okay. me to give you more details, because that means I, I don't want to talk too much in detail on the air about that specifically. But if you want details, schedule a consultation, I will tell you exactly how to respond to that and how to use those videos. Okay. 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 Now this brother, you're probably okay. exactly like his. There's no, you might have, you know, you might have the arrears issue, but it's exactly the same situation. They want a minute, and guess what? They want a video conference. He had to do a video conference. You know, <laughs> well he didn't have to, but he he said, I want to get it over. He followed my instruction to the T, and the, all the attorney generals sat there and said, Yeah, I need time to answer this. And you know but if you know what sport you would have, right? You know what's crazy though? Okay. Mm-hmm. I already went through his process, right? And I had them write a letter saying they withdraw their motion to enforce child support. I got a copy of that mm-hmm. thing. But what happened was the attorney general switched. We got a new attorney general. So it's like they coming with a new oh. contract trying to Scam again to come. No, I ain't even. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. Hey, let me ask y'all a question. Is my audio going in and out on you? Can you hear me? It was certain part, like when you were breaking down the other information. It was not bad. Like they didn't want you to put that information out. (laughs) I know, right? This was. I'm going to do to kind of rectify this situation. Give me a second. Hang on. 
Forward slash hindsight 2020. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I appreciate you. And peace and blessings. All right. Have a good one. All right. Peace. All right. So, I had to, you know, whenever I do a good show, it's always. Today's lesson is titled, The Enemy Fixer. And I'm sure some of you have got some folks that you want to fix. Now some of you think that somebody's got you fixed. Said, no, Reverend Ike, I don't believe in all of that superstition. Yes, some of you who don't believe in that kind of superstition, you're believing that you're star-crossed. <laughs> well, we're going to get rid of all of this enemy business and all of this opposition business right now with this lesson, which I call The Enemy Fixer, How to Stop Enemies and Opposition. There are two texts which we're going to read at this time. From the lips of Jesus, St. Matthew, the 10th chapter and the 36th verse. These are the words of Jesus. St. Matthew 10, 36. I'm going to read and I'm going to have you repeat it after me as I shall read. A man's foes shall be of his own house. Now let's stop here for a moment. What is a man's house? A man's house is his mind. So say with me, my house is my mind. My house is my mind. Now I know that's a revelation to some of you. Some of you think that your house is at 1020 Walton Avenue. 
I mean, even the physical house that you live in, I've got news for you. The material house that you live in is really in your mind. The house that you live in is in you. With that in mind, let's transliterate the words of Jesus. A man's enemies, A man's enemies are in his own mind. I want to say that again for emphasis and have you shout it back at me. A man's enemies, A man's enemies are, in his own mind. are in his own mind. Oh, but you know that you know that's wonderful. You know why that's wonderful? Now that you know that they're all in your own mind, you can kill them every one. Amen. You got them. Let me hear you say, I've got them. And you see, when you learn that you've got them, then you can unget them. Well, we're going to tell you what we mean by that as we shall go on. From the pen of St. Paul to the Colossians in the first chapter and the 21st verse of his epistle, we read, You were enemies, you were enemies in your mind. In Wicked works. By wicked works. You may be seated. I'm going to start right out telling you how to get rid of enemies and how to get rid of opposition. And in this world, from time to time, it may seem that people and things come to oppose us. And I catch myself dealing with that from time to time. I was having a satellite dish put up on one of our buildings in a certain seashore area. And it cost a number of thousands of dollars to do it, but the thing just wasn't working right. And the people wanted the rest of their money before the thing. Seems like they wanted their money before they finished installing it. And of course, I told my people, don't pay them the rest of it until it works. And we were about to get in a tug of war with that issue. And you know, in life from time to time, every day there are opportunities to get in little oppositional circumstances with people and things. Is that right? Oh, but we're going to fix that today. And so as this scenario was about to get a little rough, I prayed, and here's what the Spirit told me. Stop adversarial, oppositional thinking and feeling. Most of us are in the habit of letting oppositional, adversarial thinking and feeling run away with us at will. Get that set of tapes by Reverend Ike. Tell your feelings how to feel. Tell your mind what to think. 
tell your body how to react. Stop and think for a moment. How do you think and how do you feel when you observe that somebody or something seems to be working against you? Usually, the mind begins to think adversarial thoughts, oppositional thoughts. Usually, the feeling nature begins to feel oppositional feelings, adversarial feelings. And I mean, you know, the, the thinking and the feeling can really go to work. Oh, no, that old so-and-so is trying to do this to me. Those old so-and-sos are trying to do that to me. And so adversarial thinking and feeling comes into play. And if you permit adversarial thinking and oppositional thinking and feeling to just run away with you at every opportunity when you face a challenge, you're going to create a lot of opposition and a lot of enemies. So the first thing you're going to have to do is become aware and stop adversarial oppositional thinking and feeling. Break this nasty habit. Say that. Break this nasty habit. Say it again. Break this nasty habit. For the third time, say it. Break this nasty habit. And it is a habit. Only you can put yourself in mental position to experience enmity or friendship, harmony or opposition. Nobody can be your enemy without your permission. What a mind blower. You cannot be my enemy unless I give you the permission. It doesn't matter what you say, what you think, or what you do. If I don't give you the permission to be my enemy, you cannot be my enemy. Now, this is what I mean by killing your enemy. When you realize that, that kills the idea of enemies in opposition. I'm not talking about killing people. I want you to say this to yourself. This is so important because right here and right now is where you're going to drop every enemy right now, right in their tracks. I want you to say this to yourself. I want you to preach this to yourself. And our sermons and classes are a bit different here. Because you helped me to preach these, and, and we're really each one preaching to himself. You never get one of these lessons unless I have first taught it to myself. You never get a sermon from me unless I have first preached it to myself. And make no mistake about it, before I get here to preach a sermon, I've preached it to myself over and over. And after I leave here, I'm preaching it to myself. And I say, now you live by it, or don't you go and preach it to anybody else anymore. Ministers and practitioners, you have no business preaching to other folks 
something that you have not preached to yourself and that you are willing to practice yourself. And you're going to have to prove it when challenges come. Anything that doesn't stand the test, what good is it? Here's the statement. No one can be my enemy without my personal permission. Shout it. No I want you to engrave this on your mind. I want you to touch yourself with your thumb so that that subconscious self will know I'm, I'm talking to you. Now, three times we are going to shout it. We are going to preach it. No one can be my enemy without my personal permission. Let's hear it. No one can be my enemy without my personal permission. Again. Let me tell you something about this. It's a repeat that you've heard several times during this series, but it's worth repeating a million times. I have never forgotten some almost 20 years ago. In Boston, Massachusetts, a man came to me and said, Reverend Ike, I've been having bad luck ever since that old woman, that old evil woman, my enemy, put a curse on me. And this man was crying, tears washing his face. He was trembling. He had become a sickly man. He had troubles in his home. His money had dried up. Ain't that trouble? <laughs> couldn't hold no money and couldn't get none to hold. <laughs> and he stood there before me just like a whipped dog. And you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, for some reason or the other, have always felt that the God in me has and is the answer to every problem. Always thought that, always felt that. And this is why I deal with people and I love to deal with people and I love to help people to overcome their problems and their situations. And so right away the Holy Spirit gave me the answer, told me what to say. Listen, you know, if you stay in contact with the Spirit, it will give you the answer you need right on the spot. I had to say something to this man. He, he, he was a sick man. Sick in his spirit, sick in his mind, sick in his body, sick in his pocketbook. Here was a man that was whipped and beaten by circumstances. What am I going to tell him? And out of my mouth, the Holy Spirit spoke. And I said to him, Brother! If you want to get rid of that curse, all you have to do is withdraw the permission. 
As I said, if you've got an enemy, if you've got anything working against you, it can only work against you with your permission. And I explained that to him. I said, that woman can only hex you, fix you, curse you, and be your enemy as long as you give the permission. And so when you get ready to get rid of that curse, when you get ready to get rid of that enemy, you just withdraw the permission. I looked into his face and I saw the tears beginning to dry. And I saw his countenance changing. And he began to wipe his eyes. And he began to straighten up and he began to smile. And I could see the truth breaking in upon his conscience. And he stood on his heels and he took his lungs full of air. And he shouted to the top of his voice, Right now, I withdraw the permission. And the next thing out of his belly began to flow rivers of living water. And he began to speak in Pentecostal tongues. He experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost 